Welcome to Positivity Strategist, a podcast to help you be the best you can be to grow your business, your relationships and personal life. Our conversations with thought leaders and everyday people will inspire you. My mission is to show how positivity helps us all live a more rewarding and meaningful life. Robin Stratton-Burkessel, host of Positivity Strategist. Remember last week I introduced a new segment on Positivity Strategist. It's called The Positive Lens. It came about because every week my guests generously share their stories and strategies of positivity. They offer tips and tools that we can all model and try on for ourselves to strengthen our positivity muscle or our positivity resonance. So in this new segment, I recommend an activity for us all to focus on each week to begin to develop our positivity lens. So the activity that came out of last week's episode when Melissa Schnapp was my guest, and that's at positivitystrategist.com slash PS8, was to find three things a day that you can be grateful for and write them down. I encourage you to start a gratitude journal because it begins to habituate you to look for the good in a situation rather than the bad. That then begins to build your resiliency so you can better withstand negativity when it comes your way. So here's my report out of a few examples of what I noticed and I entered into my gratitude journal. I set my alarm each day to get up two hours earlier to catch up on my professional reading and I stuck to it. I practiced my loving-kindness meditation three days. I had fantastic feedback from attendees after a keynote I gave at a business lunch. I had a very warm conversation with a potential new client. And my husband and I walked together in the woods. And the list goes on. Once you start this, you really do notice how many good things happen to you on a daily basis. Now, my guest this week is all about positive energy. As you listen, you'll be so aware of how positivity has enabled him to extract authentic joy every day from the littlest to the biggest moments. Let's start the conversation. Today, my gifted guest is super rock star, Johan Gautier. We are about to have a playful, high-energy conversation because... Johan's superpower is playfulness. Johan, a big, big welcome to Positivity Strategist. Thank you so much, Robin. It's, I'm really thrilled to be with you. Great. And I'm excited that we're having this conversation today. So here's a little bit of background about Johan. Johan has co-founded, or he's the co-founder and chief executive officer of Global Rockstars Community and blogger on nothing but excellence. Johan's a talent evangelist and a thought leader on global leadership. And we're about to find out why this experienced strategic thinker with a 16-year track record of supporting senior officials in advancing major policy and people management issues and agendas is called to co-found the Global Rockstars community. He's totally invested in having leaders shift from thinking about workplaces as places of work where play features in the modus operandi, people are empowered and communities emerge where people play and thrive. 
Johan, I'm going to start with my very favourite question. So what's the best thing that's happened to you so far today? I have to say getting up and looking forward to be with you. I'm so thrilled and I really want to thank you and your audience for such a great opportunity to connect with you. I really believe in your mission of bringing the best in people and that's one of my core beliefs as well. So thank you really. And I'm also so curious to know because I realize that you're just launching your rockstarsplay.com website. Yes, we did. So it's it's such an exciting day and we're getting support from our community uh, leaders and from our circles of influencers. It's really a day of celebration and we're quite excited. We're really, really thrilled by this. Yeah, I know. You're, you are on a tear to change the workplaces to places of work where people can thrive and are empowered, as I said in my introduction. And so in developing this this community, this global rock star community, which I know is is thriving on Google Plus, perhaps you could tell us a high point story in in the in your journey th- this far. Thank you so much for the question, Robin. And I think it's a great great uh, way to to dive deeper into the global rock stars community. For me, it all started with um, a calling. I think in life we're all here to uh, to achieve a higher purpose. And mine was really to find out who I was. I was flourishing in the day-to-day and the work I was doing. And But, you know, I woke up one day and I found myself, okay, I am fulfilled, but there is something more for me. So it's, it's a process of starting to playfully inquire about myself. And when you start doing this, this is when you start being aligned, as I say, with the universe. And the power of positive for me became really resonant. And I made it the daily practice, founded the community a year ago in October 2013. And I just so love to be around people. I think people are what make any organizations and teams successful. And I I often say what we focus on grows. So focusing on positivity, nurturing people, caring for one another. Those are values that we bring on the day-to-day in the community. And uh, to me, we are emulating what a great workplace looks like. And the twist on places of work is really allowing people, empowering leaders to to play uh, in a way that helps them achieve what they're here to do which I identify as peak human performance. So achieve your peaks in life and there's a good chance you're going to be successful and have fun and play with others in doing so. So have you achieved your peak yet? (laughs) I think, I mean, that's such a great question. Um, uh, To me, I mean, life is small things, right? Like I'll give you an example uh, you and I were discussing previously yesterday. My son was recording me what I was writing and I had my headsets on. Uh, and I wrote the first post in the community today about this, which is I wasn't aware that he was doing that. And then when I became aware, he said to me that can we re- record you again singing out loud? <laughs> I was listening at a Leanne Ryan song and uh, and I really ripped it. I really let it out. And I think the message there for leaders is, um, you know, like performance is a day to day thing. So if you playfully perform. Don't be shy, stand out, speak up, be yourself. And there's a good chance that you're going to love you more and people around you 
are going to feel that excitement and enthusiasm. So once my son was done with recording this, the song, his first inclination would just run after me and give me a hug. So I think when we are playful, it just allows the bigger energy in us, the love energy, the playful side to really unleash. And that's pretty powerful. Yeah, that's great. That's a fun story. And what I'm reminded of is that you're also tapping into being real, being authentic, being in the moment, Mm -hmm. surrendering and not being concerned about stuff, but just being there to enjoy and embrace that connection with another person. And it happened to be your son at that time doing a, a fun thing. I, I just so love, yes, uh, the word surrendering, the, the, the choice of your word there, because to me, there's a bigger meaning, deeper meaning, which is really allowing energy to manifest. And I think that speaks to the way that the world is shifting right now, where social collaboration occurs in real time across uh, all continents. And people want to be spontaneous. And if when they are, that's the energy that uh, is unleashed. And it's just so much fun. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, spontaneity. That's lovely. So speak to me a little bit about what you're valuing in yourself. So that story you told of yesterday, how the the community, the global rock star community has been growing and evolving and emerging over the last year or so. What about some of the attributes or qualities that you value about yourself? Because, you know, I come from this lens of appreciative inquiry and positivity And one of the core things that we need to recognize, I mean, all human beings want this, want the principle of being appreciated. So if we can start to reflect and turn inward and think about what it is that we appreciate about ourselves, it's a great starting point because then you can start to look outward and look at others and how you are interacting. So can you tell us a little bit about what you're appreciating or valuing in you to make this happen? Yes, Robin, this is, again, a great question. And I guess the way I would start answering that was, like for any leader, we go through tough periods and we struggle and we get stuck. So I think it's an important thing to mention right from the get-go that, you know, positivity, being positive and tapping into our bigger life source energy is something that takes, it took me and it still takes me a lot of work on the day-to-day because, I mean, we have life events, we have anything that comes to us that just throws off balance. And so I think the the point there is I've had a great opportunity. I think personal development is such a great gift we can make and give ourselves. So I I gave myself and I still do on a day to day and I will, I mean, see myself as a continuous learner of really going deeper in me and, and finding out who I am and, For me, I mean, I can remember as far back as when I was very young, I remember my parents describing how I was, and they always said, Johan is quite joyful, he's quite playful. I was really early on in my life uh, channeling that energy. And you go through life, through motions, uh, you get promoted. I got to a director level, wasn't satisfied, I had kids, I had a really big house, but I felt empty inside. And so because, I mean, really, when I look back, I wasn't really channeling that energy uh, that's, you know, in in me. And that's, you know, that we all have one. So it's a life journey of finding who you are. And then once you you know, uh, there's Wayne Dyer describes this as a quantum moment. I've had a few in the last 10 years where I basically woke up and I went, oh, 
is it that clear? It is to me so clear what, what I'm here to do and, and why and what kind of energy I want to transmit in the world and exchange with people. And there's a feeling of freedom, of liberty that you know that about yourself. And it's, then it's just reading. I read a lot and I love books as a way to enter into, you know, a conversation with authors and to, to, which really helps you dig deeper inside of you. So short answer, it's a lifelong journey. I've struggled like many people do out there, but I guess my last point is it's okay. I mean, it's life struggles are necessary in order to, to go deeper, which is your spiritual journey and why you're here. Yeah. It's great that you bring up the fact that we are whole and so in this wholeness, there are the setbacks and there are opportunities to reflect on that and to rise above that. So you're giving this notion that, you know, we're looking at people as whole, not just either they're focusing on things that don't work or things that do work, but it's the, the combination of those things that enrich our lives and allow us to grow and to learn. So I really appreciate that. Thank you, Robin. So recognizing that you've got to this place now where you're realizing your dream, I might say, <laughs> and it's part of a journey, we recognize that we don't do this alone. Yes. So talk to me a little bit about the tribe that you are attracting. Absolutely. I'm, I'm really grateful that you're asking this question because, as you say, leadership is a team sport and there's no way that I could do this on my own. And this is not about me. I, th I think when you, to me, leadership is about growing others and about serving too. So I really believe in those values. And it's a, really a gift for me to be able to support uh, the community uh, leaders on the day-to-day. -day. Like every person that comes into the tribe is a person that's special, that has gift, that has a superpower. The power of, of social collaboration really is quite unique here because the way that we are leading the community, uh, and I want to thank Tal Schnell, my co-CEO, and Kelly Smigel, manages our social media. So the core leadership team, the three of us, really allow energy to manifest. So what we do is we will typically develop onboard people. Uh, like any good organization, you're, you need to onboard people and just listen. And listen to what people are passionate about, what brings them joy, and see how we can make their experience uh, even more meaningful in the community. And that is by opening an energy channel with them, too. So when you go in the community, that's what you see. You see people that are jumping, that are being spontaneous, that are coming alive, and that are standing out and, and stepping up and speaking so it's really a journey about people's voices and celebrating who people are. And then, you know, as, as community enablers and builders, we are supporting the discussion and conversation when you always um, try to bring out the best in people and focus on the positive. What's great about this journey for me is, I think, the power of realizing the power of humanity. Mm -hmm. uh, when people are really expressing who they are in a safe space, and, you know, like we're guided by open space principles and values, we're really protective and, and, and make people feel it safe. So when we do, they feel comfortable in opening their heart and being transparent and making themselves vulnerable. And that, to me, it's been a journey where that transforms me on a day to day. Like I get a real, it's, it's just so uplifting to see people 
just open up like this and things that you weren't imagining that people were going to say, but this is, this is what is a gift. And then you get to exchange and the community is, is, is thriving because people care and we care about people. It's, it's that simple, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Often these things are simple, but there, there's a complexity behind it because we live in a very complex world. Mm -hmm. Hmm. How do you package this? How do you transfer this? How do you make it global? That's, that's a really good question. And so I think first, the first step is, um, has been for us to develop the habit of being together and developing that resonance, uh, that playful resonance uh, uh, over the last 12 months. So uh, it's something that we have developed and done on a regular, consistent basis, day after day after day. And, and now we're ready to go even further. So the launch of the website, rockstarsplay.com, is a critical step for us because it opens two spaces for global conversations. One on, as you mentioned in your intro, places of work and the other on playful reinvention. And so really what those two conversations are going to be about is really shift uh, people's perspective on workplaces to places of work where play and thriving is at the center and at the core of what a great workplace looks like. And the playful reinvention is, is, is really a new discourse on personal transformation, again, by focusing on people's ability to own who they are and express their personal power through play and thrive. I think those two conversations are quite significant because there's right now we're, we have a niche, uh, no other community, uh, we're unmatched basically, no other community combines those two conversations. And I think what we are doing through this is also recognizing how the world is shifting at, at uh, speed of light, as we say, uh, where social collaboration is occurring in real time and uh, people wish to be heard. They wish to be acknowledged. They wish to be appreciated, as you say. And the places of work conversation is really going to be about that and about helping people reinvent themselves constantly by focusing on, like we're all creators. If people think that Picasso is a, is a great painter, I can't be like a Picasso. Well, creativity is like we live in a creative economy and you need to be creative to to thrive in today's economy too. So to me, we can be our own Picasso. Everybody has a gift of being creative. You don't need to paint a wonderful picture. You can simply, you know, focus your attention on allowing creation, whatever comes to you, and then expressing it freely and being spontaneous about it. So I think that's the cultivation of those values that are going to transform workplaces in, in a state that is very dire right now and scarce resources where people are asked to do more with less, uh, I think the way to go to unleash more creative solutions is really to allow people to play. And so that's the discourses that we're going to be uh, engaging leaders uh, with and our website launch is very timely in that context. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I think the other thing I'd just like to draw attention or shine the light on these kinds of transformational or the potential for these transformational changes are a heartfelt experience, not necessarily mm. or limited to a cognitive experience. 
And the focus is on the word experience. I, my sense is, my experience is that you have to feel it and do it. You just can't intellectually get it. Mm-hmm. And so my curiosity is around the tools and the methodologies that you will be bringing into, into creating places of work. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can talk about some of the, the ways that you might be doing this so that you can help leaders bring more voices and have people feel empowered and understand what playfulness and creativity and positivity are about. I'm so happy that you're asking this question because, yes, I think we have a lot of leaders listening that are asking, probably asking, okay, that's all good, but how do I do this? So what are the tools that I can actually implement uh, to to make myself more playful or make my organization more in a playful state? So to me, there's two key things that we're going to be providing uh, leaders out there. One of which, and I totally agree with you that the way we experience this shift is really key. And uh, this is a call for imagination, too, is a call for hope, uh, which I often say in rainbows, we have the purple on the inner side, which is really uh, a symbol for hope. So the heart at the heart of this revolution is really uh, the stories of leaders and organizations that are already doing it and getting it. To me, there's no need to reinvent the wheel. Uh, there are many people out there, and I really believe in, in the power of arts and culture. I think, you know, business leaders, some are outstanding. Some could benefit from a crosswalk with arts and culture where the art and under the arts and culture, there's really at, at the core of it. There's the sense of play. When you're on stage, you need to be fully present. As my good friend, Akim Novak, an international authority on leadership presence, often says to CEOs and organizations out there, stand, you, know, you need to own your power. So the first step is really to be immersed and be inspired by leaders and organization stories. So we're going to be going out there and act like anthropologists and really observe and um, convey those stories and build those relationships because I, I really believe that leadership is about the relationship and about allowing, presenting a menu of experiences to people that they can really relate to and that are accessible for them. You know, to think that people are, can actually do this if that, that person is actually doing it is pretty powerful. So there's that connection. Then, I mean, the, the more concrete tools, I think what we're really going to tap into is creativity. To me, the the world of creativity offers a wealth and richness of of practices that go from just appreciating how the mind works. We often say convergent and divergent thinking, and that's the way I approach my work in that whenever I need to produce something, I need to write something, I go off and do a walk, for instance. I, I, I do not actually work on the project, but I just let my visionary side just ramble and then ideas emerge and i think that's an important point for leaders to understand how creative ideas come to fruition by you know there's a period of incubation and and then once you're ready then you converge and you focus your attention so i think that the power of positive psychology and of creativity there's a need to unleash that a bit more for people to understand how the two are combined how we can focus our attention to be more productive and also just get your mind to wonder and and then go back and bring those ideas to fruition. So 
and there's many, many, many tips and, and tools that we're going to propose that are quite simple. One of which I recently came about is, I think it was from Tina Sillig and in one of her TED Talks, for instance, and she said, you know, simply, you know, if you do the equation, you know, five plus five equals what? You get to a number, right? But if you start with the end result, how many possibilities can you emerge? A lot. <laughs> so that's the shift that uh, is at the core of the playful revolution that let's not be fixated on in boxes, but let's let's think out of the box. Let's allow possibilities to emerge with those types of easy tricks and, and tools. At the end of the day, you know, we can be inspired by leaders and organizations that do it and get it. Uh, we can read about those nice tips and follow the, the, the tools and so on. But like I often say, it's a really about your discipline. If you are really committed to transformation, uh, to a playful transformation about yourself, becoming an expert ta takes a lot of time. So you need to practice it, build it in, in a routine on the day-to-day, -day, do it in a fun way that doesn't really demand effort from you, be in flow, and there's a good chance that at some point, it's going to become natural and then you're going to really enjoy yourself. So. Yeah, thanks for that. I'm reminded when you talk about playfulness and creativity particularly and then you bring positivity in it, into it and that how you say that you go often for a walk and you let your mind just wander, I think of the dance and the relationship between mindfulness and mindlessness. And so we want to be mindful of things and be, you know, very aware and very conscious and in the moment and formal about things. But at the same time, we need to let our minds wander. And so being mindless, which often gets a negative tone, can be a very productive force for us. Mm -hmm, absolutely. I think when you're playful, you let your mind go and you you let go of things and you surrender so mm -hmm. that it leaves room for different things to come. And I reminded I did the um, Otto Sharma, I did a workshop with Otto Sharma on the you theory, the theory of you, you know that yes. one? Yes. And I remember this goes back some time and I remember playing with clay and it was just playing with this clay and seeing what might come up with it. And I had no clue what I was doing. And I was probably feeling a little uncomfortable that I had to be a Picasso <laughs> and create something really fantastic. But yeah. just in the, the using my body as well as and letting, you know, my mind wander, what emerged out of this was an extraordinary connection that I made between where I wanted to go with my life and the direction of my life from this lump of clay that I'd just been playing with. <laughs> so, you know, there was this creativity and the playfulness and out of that came a great insight. And I so love everything that you mentioned. And I just, there's two things that come to mind for me. I think our relationship to thinking, we just need to be mindful of, of the relationship that we have built as a society with thinking and in our organizations as well and how we develop leaders uh, as a process. And to me, losing yourself, like Wayne Dyer upset, you know, the morning of our lives has not prepared us for the afternoon of our organization. So the, the programming that we've learned 
up to a certain point doesn't prepare us for the leap of faith and the imagination and the creativity that we need to unleash and how we are innovating in the way that we are transforming our organization and achieving our bottom lines and results. So to me, that's been my journey is at some point you need to lose yourself because you need to suspend your limit in belief. If, if you do that, then you're allowing a different kind of energy to emerge, which is more a call for imagination. And yes, when I, whenever I do my power walks in the national park near home here, I will listen to podcasts, for instance. So one of which I really uh, resonate with me right now is this San Francisco Zen Center. And I just go into a Zazen moment. I, I allow that energy to manifest within me. And then I will stop in the middle of, of the nature and of the forest and just stop everything, take deep breath and, uh, and immerse myself into what I'm doing. And my experience has been that is really powerful. It energizes me. So I think for leaders, we need to sometimes when we are stuck in thoughts, we are really building our own resistance and that we can't move forward. So just suspend those and go into a place where is the unknown, where you might be scared, as you say, but that it will generate another type of energy, which is going to really help you get unstuck and then move forward in a way that's more effective. Yeah. And what I'm hearing in that is the intrinsic value of trust. Mm -hmm. So trusting yourself yes. that something will emerge from letting go and being playful. And taking those walks. Absolutely. Switching off, in other words. <laughs> and, how, and how do we do this in a day-to-day in our workplaces where we recognize that we might be in such state, but our colleagues are not? So it's about spirit. And yeah. as, again, Wayne Spired is a great inspiration for me. So and spirit is really inspired. When yeah. you break down the word, it's that. We have a lot of power. That's when we realize that I mean, we're not there to fix anything. There are no problems. Just appreciate where people might be at. Firmly own your energy and be focused and committed to that. And things, you know, might not change as fast as you want to, but whenever negative comes to you, you reframe it and turning into a positive. And that's really powerful. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's the value of negativity. You know, negativity gets a bad rap, and I'm a positivity strategist, so I'm always advocating what's good to be seen in a situation, how you can reframe. But there is value in negativity. For example, I think that often risk-taking comes, you know, you might be a bit fearful of something when you take risks, but it does propel you into action. So I think it's how we look at some of the negative ex experiences that we might have or feelings that we might have and how we turn those into opportunities or we become more solution focused and not let the negativity pull us back but it's an energizing force to move us forward and the risk taking I think is an important piece of that yes and and I so agree with everything that you just said and what I realized for myself and maybe that's different for every leader out there we each have our own experience as you say with how we relate to negativity my own experience has been realizing that I was just edging out ego and edging out God, which is really ego. When you play too much in your ego, you're going to hold on to things that are not necessarily good for you. But once you sort of distance yourself and observe yourself in action, so, there, so there's a self-awareness. 
Mm-hmm. Like I've often been called crazy for the ideas I have. And, and I said, thank you. This means that, you know, whatever I'm doing is just big enough. But <laughs> everything that comes to you that breeds opportunity. And I agree. I mean, negative thoughts are necessary to allow you to get back on your path and stay focused. Change is not easy. It's, it's really ugly at the beginning. It's really hard in the middle, but at the end, it's, it's marvelous. So fo- <laughs> focus on the end result at all times. And if there's uneasiness, whenever you start something, that's normal. You just you know, like you're a human being. <laughs> We're all human beings and we might feel out, out of our comfort zone, which is really a sign that you're growing. So. Great. Yeah, great. So what's something crazy you've done? Oh my gosh, what a great <laughs> question. There's so many. <laughs> What's the craziest uh, thing that comes to mind right now? <laughs> the craziest thing? Um, okay, well, one of the things I did this summer was uh, sing out loud in my convertible on the highway and sing <laughs> hello to everybody in the process. And that's so funny because, you know, you're driving your car, you're really, you know, like I have the music really out loud, and then I'm just singing and being happy. And then I spontaneously will wave at people, and some will look at me as if, are you crazy? And others were just go, yeah, I like that. And they start dancing in their car too. So <laughs> I think it's just a nice point with what we just were discussing that if, if you think you're not crazy, well, there's a good chance that people, some will think you are and some won't, and they will participate and really play into that. And when we do that with other people, that's very powerful. It is. It's that contagion effect almost that we can have that positive ripple effect. And I have this image of you, Johan, that you really are a wannabe rock star. (laughs) <laughs> because I mean a musical rock star you told the story with your son yesterday recording you and you were singing and now your crazy stories you're driving along in your convertible singing <laughs> at the top of your lungs um, and you have this this global movement called rock stars yes. global rock stars are you a closet rock star singer <laughs> Uh, I am really happy that you're asking that question <laughs> and making those comments. Uh, one thing I will say is I've started karaoke two years ago and I, I tried to, with one of my good friends. We do karaoke's at least once a month. And to me, there's the power of just singing. I think for me, singing really allows me to access my, my big life source energy, which is really the heart. When my heart is in its purest form expressing itself, I'm really exuding a lot of joy and I invite others and I, I will inspire others. And as far as the, the actual allusion to rock stars, to me, when I started the, the movement, I had the fundamental belief that we each have a rock star in us that is somewhat dormant at times and that the world deserves more of our own energy, which is enthusiasm, joy, being playful. And I do have a, a dream, which is I want to do a play and, and, and stage the revolution that we're doing in the, in the play. One of my good friends is a former uh, theater director in, on Broadway. He doesn't know that I'm actually saying this. And we, him and I haven't talked about this, but <laughs> I, I'm a really good performer. I did improv when I was in high school and university. And I think that at some point, the message that you want to uh, transmit uh, if you believe that you're the messenger and you can help people connect to that, and I do believe that I, I would be able to do this, that would be pretty fun. And why not invite, if I had to invite some rock stars, I'd start with John Bon Jovi because I really love, and he's in New Jersey too. You're in New Jersey. He's, so. in, my, he's in my town. 
Well, there you go. So <laughs> I really love John because he's a community leader, really uh, believes in people and really helps people believe in them. So I've always been a big fan of John. And mm. so if I had to start with one person would be him. And another one might be Richard Branson, because I think that it's just part of his DNA. You don't build playfulness as a community. It's a mindset. And People like him really resonate and embody those principles. So. Great, yeah. So who else? Who else inspires you? Well, my kids, of course. My kids, um, the family is important. I have three kids, 16, 13, and, and 11, Tamasha, Letian, and Justin, and my friends. I will say on that, the power of social media is so huge mm-hmm. that you know, over the last two years, I've made so many friends through social media. The community that's thriving right now is led by two of my great friends, uh, Tal Schnell and Kelly Smithgall, that I met on Twitter and in another virtual community. And we've become our best friends because to me, the real and the virtual is just so intertwined in our days that whatever you are, People have experiences, they have diversity of opinions that enriches who you are too. And I'm just open to meeting people and just having fun. So making connections is always very uplifting. And the list is long. I could go on with Sue Elliott, Bill Jensen, that's in your area, uh, Josh Allen Dykstra, Ted Coiney, Akim Novak, Suzanne Degle, Suzanne Meza, uh, Mark Schiller. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And those are all people I met virtually and that I had a chance also to meet in person in, in, in some instances. So life is beautiful. Absolutely. So beautifully said. And, of course, we met over social media yeah, too through exactly. these connections. I so forgot. So <laughs> I, I hear here, um, or ditto, ditto, my world has certainly opened up and been enriched by being able to connect with people through all these different social networks. And so we know that we, the world has gone social, don't we? We know that. Absolutely. <laughs> Johan, this has just been such a wonderful conversation and you've dropped some lovely names and some lovely references. How can, can you just remind us again, the listeners, people who might be driving or jogging or walking or not necessarily sitting at their, at their computers as they listen to this, how can they connect with you? Would you like to just... Share that information with us again, please. Thank you so much, Robin. And it's been a pleasure. Uh, This has been fun. I was really looking forward to play with you. And this has been so easy and effortless play. And that is life giving. So yes, to reach out to me, go on our website, rockstarsplay.com. You can also find me on Twitter, Gautier Yoan. And would you like to spell that, please? Sure, absolutely. So Gautier is G-A-U. T-H-I-E-R, and then followed by J-O-H-A-N-N. So if you find me on Twitter, you're, you're going to have access to the basic profile. And rockstarsplay.com is our main superstore. We're really happy to have this launch, inviting everybody to join us in the movement and jump in Google's conversations. Right. And you have a strong presence on Google+. Plus. Yes, our community, Global Rockstars community is on Google+. So if you go on Google+, and you just enter Global Rockstars community, you're going to find us very quickly. So the way that we manage a community is through Google+. And now with the website, we're going to be in conversations. And so those are the two best ways to communicate with us. And we have a Twitter account also that's Global NBE. You know, those, I think with those three ways, you can't miss us. And a hashtag, right? 
Yes. <laughs> uh, thank you. Global Do you want me to be your publicity officer? Yes, you probably should. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Glo- global Connectors is our Twitter hashtag. Yeah, we're just that. Global con- connecting globally with everybody. Great. Well, Mr. Playful, what would you say your super quality is? Playfulness. Playfulness, super- yeah. And you did mention a couple of other sources there. So the show notes for today's episode will be found at positivitystrategist.com slash PS9. And Johan, thank you once again for investing this time with us today and congratulations on your gorgeous new site. And I know that we'll be connecting again very soon. No, thank you so much, Robin. You're so generous and it was really a pleasure to play with you today. Thank you. Bye. As always, visit our show notes page for the links about everything we talked about today with Johan Gautier on positivitystrategist.com slash PS9. And now to the Positivity Lens segment. In this conversation, Johan has shared great insights into peak performance. He describes performance as a day-to-day thing. It's all about the small things. When you find what's core to your performance, you allow yourself to shine and people around you will feel the excitement and enthusiasm. You're living the authentic life. So for this Positivity Lens activity this week, let's focus on what energy comes up for you and informs your day-to-day performance so you're living authentically. What little things about you seem to come through so that the compound effort becomes your superpower? Johan's superpower is playfulness, and that's what he brings to life at work and at home and in his relationships. To provide you with an even greater opportunity to commit to this new habit, I encourage you to actively contribute by sharing your own story. Go to positivitystrategist.com slash voicemail to leave a message about what comes up for you regarding peak performance. And did you identify the energy that is your superpower? I may incorporate your message into one of our next episodes. Also, you can be notified of new episodes by email. Links to all these suggestions are available on positivitystrategist.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. And remember, what you focus on grows. So grow towards your best.